Hey everybody, today is Thursday, March 9th, and this is episode 26, the College Basketball Conference Championship Week edition of the Sportsbook Sharps podcast. As always, I'm your host, Andy, and this is March. We've made it. We're one week away from March Madness officially tipping off. I don't count those first two play the four games, the first two nights of the play-in. That's not real March Madness. Real March Madness starts on Thursday at noon when the first game is tipped, and we are exactly one week away from that happening. We're going to get into a bunch of college basketball. That's all I have to talk about today. Let's get into it by starting with my lock from last week. I gave you two, count them, two locks last week. I gave you Purdue, Wisconsin, under 128. I gave you Wichita State, Houston, over 135. Both of them hit. I told you to bet them. I told you to parlay them together. If you were following me on TikTok, at TSS Gambling, you'll see I bet those two last Thursday night, and I parlayed it with um, Michigan plus four and a half at Illinois. Hit the three-leg parlay. So if you're following me on the TikTok, you saw I added another one in there after I looked at the board a little bit before the game's tipped. I decided I really like Michigan plus four and a half. That was a very tough one to win. Uh, Double overtime game. I thought Michigan had it a bunch of different times, and Illinois just kept pushing it to OT. So they ended up covering in double overtime to hit the three-leg parlay. I talk a lot about Kansas on this podcast. Now we're going to get into my fraud alert update. Kansas, I am shooketh. I don't understand what you're doing. You won like six or eight in a row, and then you lose bigly at Texas. And I I just, I don't, I don't know what to do with you. Uh, you did win today. Your game is already over. You won and you covered against West Virginia. But... West Virginia, bottom of the Big 12. It seems like all those bottom-feeding teams of the Big 12 are getting knocked off. There's not been really any upsets in that uh, bracket. Texas Tech lost. They were ninth. Oklahoma lost. They were 10th. Uh, so Wichita State and West Virginia moved on, the 7 and the uh, 9 or whatever. So, I'm sorry, 7 and 8. Wichita or, uh West Virginia, seven, Oklahoma State, eight. Um, But West Virginia now number seven is already out. Kansas knocked him off here. I just, I don't know what to do with you. Also, the reports on the news today is Bill Self is in the hospital with a condition. I'm not exactly sure what that is. He did miss the West Virginia game today. I don't know if he's going to miss future games. It didn't seem to impact him. I had to work today. I have a J-O-B. Uh, so I did not watch the Kansas-West Virginia game. All I saw was they won by like 14, and it never really seemed that close. Uh, West Virginia looked like they were never in the game today. So I don't know how much of an impact Bill Self missing is going to have on this team, especially in the first couple of games of this Big 12 tournament. Maybe in the championship, if they make it to the championship, they'll need a head coach perhaps to win it. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're betting on Kansas in the next couple of days. Make sure to check his condition again. You know, if he doesn't come back and coach it all this weekend, 
in the Big 12 tournament or if they get knocked out tomorrow and he doesn't have the opportunity, make sure to check that condition, what's up with him on Wednesday next week. Um, they're going to be a one seed, so them getting knocked off by 16 is probably not going to happen even if they don't have their head coach. But when they get to that second game and they're playing an eight or a nine, depending on who the eight or nine is, they could upset them. It's not often that teams run it back-to-back and get even to the final four back-to-back years, uh, let alone win it back-to-back time. So with Kansas winning it last year, they're one I'm kind of looking at as a potential upset team in the bracket, especially if they don't have a head coach. So keep that in mind. Like I said, I just I have lost some confidence in them again. They lost big at Texas, and um, I just without a head coach and with that loss, I'm a little a little nervous. Top twenty five upsets again a ton, and we had a shortened week because we didn't really the top twenty five didn't play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. We still had ten top twenty five teams lose from last Thursday to Sunday. So. In just those four days, and, and that's only one game played pretty much per team. Out of the you know top 25, they all played one game to wrap up the season, and 10 of them lost. Um, and not that many were playing each other. I think only two of the matchups were you know two top 25 teams. But I think in both cases of the matchup, the the better the better seeded team, the better ranked team, lost. So it's just crazy how they did that. Um, it's just been that way all season. So now that the season's over, uh, we'll look to March Madness to see everybody where everybody's seated with the final seedings. Uh, I want to run over the one seeds right now. The According to the ESPN Bracketology, that's where I pulled this from, the four one seeds are Houston, Kansas, Alabama, and UCLA. And then they have the projected two seeds being uh, Purdue, Marquette, Texas, and and Arizona. That's what they had. Um, Let's go seed by seed. I want to talk about some of the flaws some of these teams have. So when you're filling out your bracket, remember this segment. All four of these one seeds have some flaws. Uh, First one up, let's talk about Houston. Houston, the flaw is very evident. They haven't played anyone outside of Memphis in like three months. That AAC conference, the American Athletic Conference, is is really bad this year. Um, it's a two-bid league. They're only sending two teams. They're only sending Memphis and Houston, and that's it. They're not sending a third team at all. Some years they do send three or four teams. They had a very down year this year. Um and even Memphis itself, they weren't ranked. So um, they were not ranked much of this season. So even the second best team in that conference didn't really have a ranking. So, uh, But Memphis did play them close to end the season the other day. Uh, they won. Memphis lost by two points. Houston won by two. Um, assuming that Memphis and Houston, one of those two, win the conference tournament, they're not sending a third team. Now, it looked like Memphis was in as a nine seed. Um, and so even if they don't win the conference tournament, they'll still make it in. They, they have a strong enough resume to make it in. So they could send a third team if there are some upsets. I don't really see Houston being upset by anybody, but maybe somebody catches Memphis, and then maybe they just get hot in that championship against Houston. You never know. Um, anything can happen. Remember, this is March. 
Um, but as far as Houston's wins outside of it, they beat Oregon, who's fourth in a very meh Pac-12 this year. The Pac-12, not a very good conference this year. They beat St. Mary's and Virginia, but they lost to Bama. Virginia kind of reeling, falling apart at the end of the season here. Uh, St. Mary's was a good team. That was a good win for them. Um, it's probably their best win, um, other than maybe the – no, I, yeah, that's that's their best win. That's I think that's better than Virginia. I don't know exactly where they're ranked next to each other, but I would take St. Mary's over Virginia, uh, count that as a better quality win. Um, but that loss to Bama um, and not playing anybody for months, just that AAC conference games, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're tuned up and tested enough for March. In a year where it seems like everybody is beating everybody, I don't know if Houston's going to have it when they get against a team that just um, just goes off on them. I don't know. We'll see. But that's what I think their flaw is, is they haven't really been tested uh, you saw in the Memphis game, that was their first real test in a while, and they almost lost to Memphis on the road. So when an even better team than Memphis gives them a challenge, we'll see if they fold up against them. Kansas, that's the next one I want to talk about. Kansas, ton of flaws. They play down to their competition. Every time they played a bottom barrel team of the Big 12, they played down to them. I mean, some of these Big 12 teams uh, – aren't going to March, you know, as much as they wanted to try to send 10 out of 10, they're not. They're only going to end up sending, I think, about seven, maybe eight. I don't, unless Oklahoma State pulls an upset off tonight, I don't think they're making it. So they're probably only going to send seven. Um, they just lost to Texas to end the season by a ton. Out of all the one seeds, I probably like them to get to the final four the most. But if some team throws a bunch of throws in a bunch of threes, they're in big trouble. They their outside shooting is horrible. They can't hit anything from three. Um, I am not a huge fan of them getting in. Um, I don't really like any of the one seeds to get to the final four. Like I said, I think if I had to pick one one seed without seeing the bracket, it's kind of hard to say. But if I had to pick one one seed today, I would say Kansas has that best shot to get back to the Final Four, but I don't think they can win it this year. I just I don't think they have enough to make it and win. Alabama. Their last two games against ranked teams, they lost. Every team in March Madness, with the exception of that 116 matchup that they're going to start with, every other team is a very tough team. They're a tough out. I don't, again, it goes back to kind of with Houston. I don't know if Alabama's really been tested. They're my least favorite one seed. Out of all of them, I think they are the quickest to get upset. And then you have to ask will Brandon Miller still be allowed to play? Or will more info come out about the murder that he was involved with? Just two weeks ago, it came out that he was an accomplice that drove the loaded weapon to the scene. Now, he's his lawyers, they're very good. They've said he didn't know it was in there. Uh, he's been able to skirt uh, any kind of legal entanglement, and the team totally is ignoring this whole thing. So right now, with no new, no new information, he's going to play in the conference championships. He's going to play in March Madness. But will something else come out in some of the court hearings in the next couple of weeks during March Madness? I mean, March Madness stretches a long time. If they win and move into the next weekend, that's another week 
of him having to avoid anything coming out in the trial against his former teammate. So you never know when something might drop that might lose their best player. He was the SEC player of the year. He was the SEC freshman of the year. But if they lose him for some reason during March Madness, they're cooked. They are toast without him. Um, so I personally can't, I don't want to put, you know, all my eggs in the Alabama basket and then find out when they get to the sweet 16, that all of a sudden new information came out and he's not going to be able to play anymore. Uh, the NCAA is very good at screwing these sort of things up. So they, they, I could totally see a, a, a place where they let it get all the way to the sweet 16 or even the elite eight. And then they find some new information or whatever. And then they, now they decide to step in and suspend the kid. So they're my least favorite one seed. I will not be taking them very far in the brackets, no matter what their bracket looks like. UCLA, they've won 10 in a row. But they're only sending, the Pac-12 is only sending three teams to March Madness. That is the least by far of the Power Five conferences. Right now they're projecting, and these are all projections. They could change by the time Sunday numbers come out. But they'll only change with you know within like one. So it's not like they're gonna say Big Ten gets nine and then all of a sudden Big Ten only gets four. That's that's never happened. So right now the the analysts are predicting that the Big Ten will get nine, the SEC will get eight, the Big Twelve will get eight, the ACC will get five, and then all the way at the bottom is the Pac-12 with only three teams in. And you know it. If you've stayed up late and watched any Pac-12 basketball, it's not high caliber this year. There's two teams. There's Arizona and there's UCLA, and that's it. And it's a steep cliff of a drop-off after that. They've only played two games UCLA against a ranked team in the last three months. Both of those games were Arizona. And when they played other ranked games that were in the non-conference earlier in the season, they lost. They lost to Illinois. They lost at home against Baylor. So they lost both of those games. I just I don't have much faith in UCLA. I don't have much faith in any team from the Pac-12. I don't think Arizona makes a deep run either. Um, like I said, this was one of this was some of the most upsets we've ever seen in the top 25 this year. So keep that in mind on Selection Sunday when the bracket comes out. You cannot go chalk this year with the picks. You have got to pick a lot of upsets. You got to pick some big upsets. I know the 512s. Look at those. Those are always, you know, two or three 12 seeds always win. This year it could be all four, depending on what the matchups are. I mean, this year, in any season, if you're going to pick a double-digit seed to go far, this is the year to do it. And I don't know who it is, but there's somebody out there that's a double-digit seed that's going to make a lot of noise, and we're going to be talking about them all tournament because they're going to make a deep push into the Elite Eight, maybe even the Final Four this year. I mean, it is just going to be upset city this year, and none of these seeds are safe. All right, now I want to get into my lock of the week. This week, I am going all in on Texas being back tonight. Texas minus six and a half. I already bet it in the app. It's the die is cast. That is my lock. They are red hot. Trying to stay on that two seed line. They're right at the bottom of being a two seed versus a three seed. I don't think a loss here 
would, you know, knock them out of that two line, but it certainly won't help. Um, Texas has covered the spread two games in a row. Oklahoma State is four and six against the spread in their last 10 games. So I really like Texas here. Like I said earlier in the podcast, those lower tier teams are being knocked off in the Big 12. We've seen the 10 go down, the nine and the seven, and now number eight in the Big 12, Oklahoma State. It's their turn to get knocked down and knocked out. Um, Like I said, all season, the Big 12, the top is very good. I think it's overrated. There were upsets by some of these bottom teams during the season, but once it came down to a neutral court situation, these top seeds are going to take care of business. I like Texas, minus six and a half. That is my lock of the week. Be careful out there this weekend. We got a lot of basketball coming up. We got, last night we had 40 or 50 games. Tonight we have 60 games. I think tomorrow night we'll have about 50 games. And Saturday we'll have still quite a few games. These conference championships are all wrapping up here in the next three days. You got a lot of gambling ahead of you. So be careful, make the smart plays, and follow me at TSS Gambling on TikTok for the best plays. I'll take some screenshots. I put a video up last night. I'll put some more up over the weekend, and I'll put a bunch out for March Madness to help you with all your gambling needs. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Be sure again, at TSS Gambling, follow me on TikTok, and good luck gambling, everybody.